Every time he dances, it's just awful. Why are you so negative? Well, I thought we were. I thought Welcome we were to, to the Demand Better Podcast, where we are your consumer guide to all things in the health and fitness space. My name's Corona, and I'm in the concrete jungle of New York City. And as always, I am joined by Dr. Bowen, Superior Colorado. Today's topic is Demand Better from Pseudoscience. But before we get into it, what's up, Bo? Not too much, my friend. Uh, thank you for, for the intro. And I'm just excited to, to keep this going. This is our third chapter, our third episode, third week in a row. We're, we're diving into this research concept and uh, joined here by our friend Faraz well, Javed. That's the returning champion. The returning champion. That's returning uh, champion, TV personality, WXYZ, reporter and anchor, Faraz Javed. Thank you. Thank you guys for that wonderful introduction and a pleasure to be back again for episode two where I get featured in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to see the world only. Which episodes am I in? That's, well, that's, listen, we all think, how are you doing today for us? Loving, rough... loving it. It's a Friday. So, you know, it's always nice to get into that mindset saturday sunday weekend kicking in this is the day these are the days when you kind of like want to plan ahead for me it's about planning your fitness and also making sure we get the right nutrition in because i know that's one of the topics for today for the for us is always prepared it's just a joy <laughs> to be with him let's do a quick recap guys so last time from chapter two we we just from the recap we got we dealt with echo chambers and if it bleeds it leads um, and how we get into those places, and that's how we make our decisions, as well as there's no nuanced conversations these days. Um, you know, science changes, guys. Um, and let's reestablish uh, what an evidence-based research model is. It's a third research. It's a third clinician experience, as well as a third client expectation. With that, I'm going to have Bogue re revisit the triad and start this conversation. Yeah, so, so I think that takes us into just the, the overall limitations of research. And there's a reason this is a triad, because if research proved everything, then we wouldn't need the triad. We'd say, hey, like all the evidence says, you know, glute training is going to fix all low back pain. And unfortunately, those are never – I wish they were. I've been looking for the, the, the magic pill. Uh, but, you know, same thing with diet. It's like keto is the answer to everything. And no, it, it, is, it never is. Uh, and, and people who make these claims, the confidence of it all uh, drives me a little crazy. So if we did, if we could only rely on research, that'd be phenomenal. Um, and just say, you know what, like I have to do ultrasound on you because ultrasound has been shown to work. Where the reality is. Uh, ultrasound is not supported by any evidence basically at this point, but it's still used out there. And if you're in a clinic and they're doing a little ultrasound on you, be aware. Uh, I don't want to ruin the placebo effect of it all. But at the same time, uh, the research says it doesn't actually do anything. So, hey, who are we to argue with the research? I'm going down rabbit holes. I'm going to throw yes, it back to you. <laughs> well, you, you were supposed to redefine this whole thing, my friend. So let's discuss let's discuss the Dunning and Kruger effect with that with that lead-in that you just gave us and people's certainty in their claims as they as they spout them to all of us in, in the general public. Yeah, for, for Raz, are you familiar with the Dunning-Kruger effect? No, actually hit me with that. Yeah, so uh, this is a fun one that became much more 
uh, popular and, and <laughs> a big part of conversation in the last few years with Corona, with everybody being an expert on Facebook and your uncle telling us whatever he thinks about and, and everybody's an expert, right? And now uh, gas prices are, are, are up uh, and now everybody's an expert on how you know, uh, international uh, effects uh, are going to trickle all the way down and affairs are going to trickle all the way down to gas. So bottom line is, as somebody gains a little bit of knowledge, and you can see in the graph here at the beginning, you have a little bit of knowledge. That's when you're at your peak of confidence. And this is why we talk about one of our big takeaways when it comes to research is the more confident somebody is, the less likely they truly understand the, the issue at hand. So the more they're saying, oh, it's clear that, again, the war over in Ukraine is causing gas prices to go up and it's all Biden's fault or whatever. And I don't want to make this political by any means. And I already did that just by throwing certain names out. But <laughs> but uh, again, you see the peak there. So as you get more educated and as you get more knowledge and get more cultured, as it shows in this graph, you're actually confidence goes way down because you're like, wait a minute. There's like all these different aspects to research and to the, the, the complexity of whatever this issue is. And then you see the expert is actually significantly less confident than the ignorant person at the beginning. And we use the term ignorant, by the way, uh, not to be derogatory. Uh, and and we, I've thrown that word at some people in the past and people get very offended, which is okay. The term itself just simply means uh, a lack of knowledge at the end of the day. So I'm ignorant about a lot of international affairs and how gas prices are affected by, so, by things like that. So let me, for us, how does this affect you in the news business in terms of what we see out there? So Corona, this is actually interesting because, you know, when, when we find experts to talk about a particular topic, and this is, this is something I, I don't know if I'll overlap from what we did last week is this, this is where our challenge lies, because once again, with that short time frame that we have, we have to find an expert. And how do we basically pick the right expert? That becomes the right question, isn't it? Like that's the that's the difficult part. So if you're showing confidence in what you're saying, that's always important in your in a in the person's personality. But is does that confidence reflect ignorance or does that confidence reflect knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Am I making yeah. sense over here? And so, so I think for the most part, we all kind of get blinded with that confidence. We're like, Oh, if this person is confident about what he or she's talking about, this person definitely knows what they're talking about and they're knowledgeable. So it's interesting to see this graph and to see that the expert is actually not as confident as the ignorant person. That, no, it's truly, truly, truly interesting. And, it kind of just kind of rolls us with all this background that we just talked about. It rolls us into your favorite topic there for us. And that is game changers. <laughs> uh, before, before we, before we go there, I, I did want to go through that. Um, and I think we just, that's my fault. We kind of went out of order and we do Correct. have a live caller who's going to join us soon. So Scott, hang on there. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll cue you in, in, in a little bit. I'm going to switch it over to these different uh, types of research. And expert opinion, we notice, is on the bottom there. Um, we have randomized control trials in the middle and all the way at the top, systematic reviews. And you can see filtered information versus unfiltered information. And so, again, uh, if you've ever heard of the term peer-reviewed journals, 
that's something uh, filtering requires that we're actually looking at what just what got done in the research in the lab and, and how that transferred over to what we're presenting of whatever that headline is saying, again, uh, red meat causes cancer. That's the one I'll always kind of keep picking <laughs> on that. It's, it's, it's very misleading. So a couple of things I want to run through real quick, if that's all right. So let's go through this, this whole concept. So again, expert opinion is what we get a lot of, uh, including in the news, right? Again, you have uh, Faraz, Faraz on, on the ABC affiliate. We need to bring in an expert on CrossFit. So they bring me on. Awesome. I, I might very well be somebody who's very well versed in all of the ins and outs of CrossFit. Um, if we wanted to talk about the Cuban American experience, we might bring on Corona and, and he could be an expert in that. But that's still the lowest form of evidence. And it's it's it yeah. has its place. But uh, the, the reality of it is, again, it's the lowest form of evidence when we especially when we're talking about things that might be causing us to make decisions that we're going to change significant aspects of our lives, like switching to a plant based diet, which we're going to dive into with Game Changers. Uh, double blind randomized control trial. I, I just want to define that really quickly. So uh, double blind refers to the fact that the researchers and the subjects actually are not aware of whether they're getting the placebo, which is the sugar pill, which doesn't have any, it's not supposed to have any real effect versus the medication or whatever the, the intervention is. So if we're, again, we're testing out, uh, let's say Viagra, that's something everybody knows. Um, so if we're testing that out, and again, we have, let's say 10 people, we give five of them actual Viagra and five of them, again, a sugar pill without any real medication in it. Uh, that is a randomized control trial. Right. And then because we're going to monitor that the double blind part is where there's a third party. So let's say Faraz is now the, the third party who's saying, I know who gets the pill, the, the actual Viagra and who doesn't get and who gets the sugar pill. But the researcher, let's say I'm the researcher. I don't know who's getting what, but I'm responsible for monitoring their conditions. But I don't know that Corona got which pill he got. And I'm not saying Corona has any erectile dysfunction issues. I'm not putting <laughs> that out there. But anyway. Double blind randomized control trial. Uh, oh, we lost our friend Scott. He's going to come back, I assume, Faraz, if you want to touch base with him. Um, and so double blind randomized control trial. That's, a, a, again, a very high level of evidence. But even you see on this pyramid, it's in the middle. Systematic reviews, let's jump all the way to that, is where uh, they're looking at a number of different studies and they're actually putting them all together. And so they might take 100 different studies and say, what did all these studies find? What do we actually know about uh, whatever the topic is? Again, how meat affects cancer. And so a uh, couple things there is there's epidemiological and observational studies. So again, that's when you'll see 3,000 people were followed for 10 years. And that sounds really powerful. Um, and they do the best they can to say, let's say we, uh, you know, I got my Brooklyn shirt on right now. Uh, and I'm going to pull this, this chart down uh, just so we can talk a little more fun. Um, but you know, let's say I have a, a, a 3000 people in Brooklyn and we can follow them for 10 years. That's observational. And again, we're going to say, oh, of those 3000 people, 1000 were vegan the whole time. 1000 were, were eating the standard American diet, going to McDonald's and things like that. And then the other thousand were eating a paleo diet, let's just say. And then we follow them for 10 years and we see who did die, who who had cancer, who had obesity, who had uh, you know changes in their socioeconomic, all these different factors we could look at. At the end of the day, though, what's really powerful there is we have to do a lot as researchers to keep up with who actually stuck to those diets, where were they before, uh, what does that really mean? Because again, when I keep picking on red meat causes cancer, the studies that showed that 
had McDonald's as red meat. And again, to me, I haven't eaten a McDonald's in a very, very long time and something I'm very proud of. But at the end of the day, uh, I just want to talk about the fact that, again, when you hear of these epidemiological and observational studies and then they go to saying, hey, you should now be a plant based person because this study showed this. There's a lot of gaps there. And nutritional science is very, very limited. The gold standard, real quick, before I see Corona wants to say something, is the metabolic ward study, which is where they would lock you in an actual like hospital for a month. You're not necessarily limited, but they just need to be able to monitor every single thing you put into your body and everything that comes out of your body. And they're able to do that and then measure very clearly and distinctly exactly what the effects are. That is the gold standard. It is not very realistic. And we don't get a lot of that. That's why, again, we get a lot of labs, uh, mice, and maybe monkeys and things like that, uh, that that we're getting studies with. So anyway, I'm done with my my lecture. So I'm No, but that's that's a perfect, perfect takeaway because that starts us off right in the right place for this conversation about game changers, which I know we all have, all three of us has very, very strong opinions about. Um, I'm going to let your voice chill for a second. And for us, let's go. Tell I, me what I, your thoughts are. Let's roll. Corona, I just want to give you a fair warning. This is a very sensitive topic for Bo. The minute I bring up the, the, <laughs> the title <laughs> Game Changer, I've actually had maybe a couple of things thrown at me. So I'm glad we're doing this virtually because Bo gets pretty you know, emotional about this topic. <laughs> no, but one thing I do want to add to what Bo was saying earlier, um, and this is with staying in, in, in uh, touch with the topic, so when, I guess when, when we do these studies, when we do these research studies, I think what we do also need to consider as, is if, if, the human, if humans are being used for these studies, what, you know, are they being done in a, on a certain race, on a certain gender, on a certain age group? All these things matter. Now, for instance, I know Bo, he loves his vegetables, but he's never going to go, at least as far as I know, as of today, he's not going to ever go, go vegetarian 100%. And I call myself a vegetarian who eats meat, A, and B. Okay. Right. To the but whole, we're talking to, about to the, a dictionary meaning. A dictionary to, meaning of yes, being vegetarian. Yes. 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 And, so and you, to this, but to this conversation, hmm. you're, you're saying I will never do it. I want to double down on the fact that I will follow the science. And if I'm ever convinced okay. by a, a litany of research that kicking meat out of my diet is a better thing for me, I will absolutely switch. That's why I say I, as of today, as, as, of, as of right yeah, now. You said as I of never right will. You're being, Bo, you're being very sensitive for us. Go I, ahead. But, but Corona, I said, <laughs> that was a fair warning. I told you that was a fair warning. <laughs> and I'm glad. I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> no, hey, you are off. Go ahead for us. So, so, for, so for example, now um, I understand some of his, you know, um, arguments when it comes to eating meat and whatnot. But let's let's take an example at South Asian culture. Now, South Asian culture, predominantly in India, they are hev- heavily vegetarian eaters. They eat a lot of their vegetables. Most of the time, they don't even eat meat, right? Can, now, hold on. Can 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 for one second? One second. Can, can you? Okay. Let him finish but, his point. But but no, I'm not saying. All Indians or all South Asians are the healthiest bunch of them all. I'm, I'm certainly right. not saying that. But at the same time, the ailments that we get, we see in South Asia is very different to the ailments that we see here um, in, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I guess one thing that I'm, what I'm trying to highlight is that it depends from race to race, from, uh, from gender to gender, from age group to age group. Also, another thing that I, I and, and I'm in agreement with Bo, because we were having this conversation earlier, is that I think the goal should always be eating healthy. 
And for example, now if you have been on a McDonald's diet for your entire life, or I don't want to like trash McDonald's because I think some people think McDonald's amazing and that's the right to think that way. But let's just go with fast food <laughs> for a second. If you're eating fast food for all your life, pizzas and burgers and, you know, God knows what. And then all of a sudden you cut down to eating vegetarian. I think by de default, your, your life is going to transform. You're going to lose, uh, you know, your fat mass. Uh, you're going to lose a lot of unhealthy weight. That's going to go for sure. Right. Um, and I think those, th that's the group that's going to see the most amount of uh, benefits when it comes to eating vegan or vegetables predominantly, um, you know, in their diet and having that go through that transformation. And I think that's where, because from, you know, I've been in, in the States for quite some time, uh, not even now, but been before in 2003 when I came down to study here and whatnot. So I've seen the American diet. The American diet consists of a lot of, um, you know, high, well, ultra processed, ultra processed. Ultra processed let's go. I don't, I don't want to use the word crap, <laughs> but crap. you know, like high in fat and high in pretty much a lot of unhealthy things. And I think in, if you, the one effective way to eliminate that or the easiest way for a layman is to go vegetarian because chances of you eating crap with vegetarian is a little less than eating your traditional um, food, which is through meat, meat products. And I think, so when, when Game Changer was made and when these individuals actually went vegetarian and went vegan, they cut down all those elements from their diet and they saw that transformation, their energies level boosted for sure. You know, they lost a lot of weight. So to say that, oh, it doesn't work. And I'm not saying that's exactly what Bo is saying. I, I, but there are people who, who counter that by saying, oh, you know, vegan and vegetarian diets don't work. Um, I think that's wrong because once again, it depends on who has transformed their life from what point. Um, so for example, if Bo was supposed to go vegan and vegetarian, Corona, I, I, I don't know what kind of diet you follow, but no. if, okay, <laughs> but I, I know what Bo eats and the only reason because I've known Bo longer. And so, um, so if he was supposed to go to vegan or vegetarian diet, I don't think he'll see a lot of changes. He might see some fluctuations, maybe some better I results. Can, I can tell you right now, I would lose a lot of muscle mass very quickly. Yes, yes. Because it's just, and, and, and this is something you were asking me about the other day. Yeah. Whereas is, is on, on that kind of diet, it's just very difficult. And this is what Game Changers gets into. Um, and, and I want to jump in and again say what, what we're talking about here is defining a lot of terms. And, it's, and what you're talking about, too, is these confounding variables. So, And we tend to attribute something like switching to exactly what you're talking about, switching to a plant-based diet. And let's use the term plant-based because that's what Game Changers does. And again, plant-based is a very loose term, which, again, I feel like they were being very manipulative about because they talked about uh, the guy who beat Conor McGregor in, in the MMA fight. Uh, I forgot his name right now, but he was plant-based. But they don't mention the fact that he's eating eggs and fish. So, but again, to whatever percent, if you're 51% plants uh, and then 49% meat, uh, go ahead. But they, two things. They don't, first of all, the, the, on Faraz's first point, there was a movie made about people who eat McDonald's. It's called Super Size Me. And the guy well, that was a person. That and was again, a person. No, but that was a person. Um, and, and yes, I'm not valuing the whole McDonald's experience on one person, but we saw what happened to that person. Well, and, and, and this is an interesting thing real quick, because there was a, a, a rebuttal documentary which did not get as much success. I don't remember the name of it right now, but the person was basically saying, yeah, you chose to eat like the worst possible way sure. at McDonald's. He went to McDonald's and ordered the salad and he got reasonable calories and he stuck to that. 
And after 30 days, his health metabolic markers actually improved. So again, we're not here to celebrate or demonize, but I think the bigger picture that I just want to finish with is there's so many other variables and factors. And, and so again, when we start to go to plant-based is the ultimate thing or meat eating is the ultimate thing, we're losing the, again, the nuance that we're talking about. But, but you're but, going I mean, back. One second. We're going back to the Dunning and Kruger effect. Everybody's screaming from their place and they're, they're, they're saying that they are right and mm-hmm. that they're absolutely right. And that's where we're kind of losing in the conversation. The, the, the Super Size Me movie was about one person. Game Changers was about a certain group of guys. And it's all deceiving when it all comes down to it. Faraz, I'm sorry. Go right ahead. I just, so, and that's a great point, Corona, that you brought there. I also want to say when, when, when we were talking about what would happen if Bo, when he went on a plant, or if he would ever go on a plant-based diet, he's, his one thing is that he would lose a lot of muscle mass. Now, what I think what one people forget to realize is if they jump on a weighing scale, they're not going to see that weight they lost is through muscle or fat or, you know, or bone, True. whatever. They're just going to lose. They're going to look at that weighing scale. It's going to drop like 40 pounds less. They were like, whoa, this works. But have <laughs> you actually lost unhealthy weight or healthy weight? That's the question. And, you know, I get a lot of that question. For example, oh, man, I lost like 50 pounds, but I'm still flabby and this and that. Like, that's because you probably lost a lot of your muscle mass. That's essentially what happened. And, and I think that's what people fail to realize is also another thing. I, I just a couple of weeks ago, I did, fun enough, I did a report on going plant-based. And so I was speaking to fun enough. So Michigan has one of the highest population for plant-based eaters. And most of them are African-Americans, actually. Really? And yes. Interestingly, isn't it? The, in fact, the first plant-based meat was uh, patent right here in Michigan. Fun fact. Patented? You mean patented? Patented, sorry. Right here in, in, in Michigan. Is that and is that a religious is that a religious uh group? Is that like Seventh day Adventist or something like that? Uh no, no, no. It's wait, what? I'm just so confused right now. Seventh no, day no, Adventist not, is a religious group. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's not a no no, it's not a religious group. No, it's it's um it's for everyone, I guess. It's black people who are being no, 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 but oh yeah, you mean the you mean the African American population? Yes. That you're no, referring no, 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 no. Just no, no. Just the general, just across the board, just across the board. Again, and that's, we also, and yeah, we also have a high vegan restaurant. A uh, number of vegan restaurants per capita is also uh, Michigan one, is on uh, one of the high. top ten list. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So the, the the point that I'm trying to bring over here is that when while I was covering the story, I was speaking to a nutritionist who was saying, you know what? People can talk about going vegan, and and in her opinion, going vegan is not that bad, but it's, a, it's about what you consume in a vegan diet. So, for example, if you're having potato chips, that's vegan, but it's not healthy. Right. No. Right? So, you could be, you could be, on, you, you could be, potato chips would constitute for being on a vegan diet, right. but you're just having totally garbage calories. Right. So, essentially, and, and, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say the big thing, again, as we're talking about all these different aspects is, is for me, the big thing and the big takeaway that I'm trying, we're trying to connect and, and have as a theme through these episodes is whatever thing you're switching to, we still need to have a conversation about the biomarkers. And it's not just how you yeah. look, feel and perform, although that is kind of the three biggest things, because if you start performing less, your energy levels are, are, are waning over a period of time. And what happens is there's this kind of rookie effect of the first few months or weeks of switching to a, good, a better diet, like you're saying, from McDonald's standard American diet to a vegan diet that's cleaner, 
uh, even if they're, they're starting to include potato chips and things like that, there's going to be a, 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 an effect. But the really big thing that I've noticed over multiple years of understanding, studying, seeing these people is there's a lot of deficiencies that build up. And the yes. best thing to do here and the folks that can, I, I've also met people who have been vegan for 25, 50 years, whatever, but they do blood work consistently. They know what to supplement with. They have to do a very good job of getting, again, pea protein or algae or all these different sources and understanding what's available to them. So there's this bigger picture that I just want to make that's sure rare, Bo. I, I realize. Uh, but, but that's the thing. It's, it's, again, getting caught up in these trends where, again, plant, you know, let's, we're going to come back to game changers. Game changers are not talking about that, um, you know, that aspect of it. So people and Faraz, I mean, let's go back to when you first saw game changers and we talked about it and you mentioned this is a hot topic for me. Uh, and, and it gets me a little crazy. Um, so, so when, when your first reaction is, or, or one of my like sister-in-laws, uh, you know, was like, Hey, I saw this, this documentary, this, this game changers thing. And I'm thinking of switching to, to a plant-based diet. And I'm like, okay, like what, like what, what, what's the next step? So I, you know, tell us a little bit about what, what you were initially thought when you had seen it and, and maybe a little bit more of that. Yeah. So when I first saw Game Changers, and I think it's safe to say, like most people who saw Game Changers, they were pretty impressed. And, you know, um, it, it, it's a great piece of film, you know, like it's it, the way they have they, they, they tell the story and how and, they. And for, sorry, we, we didn't. And, and sorry to, to jump in again, but we didn't yeah. really cue it up very well because anyone who hasn't seen it, it's produced by James Cameron, one of the best filmmakers in the history of the, mm. the filmmaking world. Um, yes. <laughs> Titanic, Terminator, all these different amazing movies. Uh, Jackie Chan was involved. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was involved in the production and they were featured in parts of this. So uh, again, without going too far down that rabbit hole, I just want to say again, this was, it was an amazing piece of filmmaking. And I put, cause I put documentary in quotes cause you yes. know, that term documentary has its own kind of biases and things like that. So sorry, I'm going to throw it back to you. So let's put it, and I'm glad that you clarified <laughs> You brought that up because, it, you know, because visually it's it's so amazing to watch and, and all the elements they throw the in the blood test and, and the, everything, and yeah. the fluggy blo blood and the non-foggy yeah. blood and all that. So it's it's like it's, and that was something Corona Corona the foggy blood was like that was when he after, I made him watch it a few weeks ago and he got back to me he's like that that foggy blood thing was really I, interesting. I'll say this to you for us before you go into your point. I didn't look at it the way you did, but the foggy blood did make me take a step back to relook at what I was seeing to try mm. to figure out what was going on. I was, I'm suspect about a lot of things in fitness, but go ahead. But see, but, but if you put yourself in, you know, in your shoes and in, in, uh, in, as an average person who like an average person around the world, it's safe to say that they're constantly looking to uh, better their fitness or the health. Now, would they practically do it or they, will they actually do it? That's a different question altogether. Yeah. But in the back of the mind, subconscious level, I think everyone wants to get better in terms of looking good and, and being in good shape and whatnot. So when you see, you know, videos like this, a film like this, you go like, wow, this has to be amazing. This has to be true. There has to be some truth in it because they're giving you all these facts. For example, the foggy blood. And then you're looking at it and they're like, whoa, this is totally unbelievable. And look at this athlete. Look at this CrossFit guy. Look at this MMA guy. Look at this... Uh, uh, the strong man uh, who's 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 lifting X amount of weight and whatnot, and then of course then they bring all this comparison between animals. Like the strongest plant animal on the planet is the ox, and what does the ox eat? The ox eats grass, and so that's a fun thing. That's a, one thing I asked Bo. I was like, "Hey, um, 
Oh, so, you know, they, they talk about like the ox eating grass. <laughs> you know, what are your thoughts about that? And then, and, and I guess this is, this is where it's, it's important to have that conversation. And his point was, go ahead, Bo, complete, say a point. So, so the thing I want to make sure, again, I'm, we're queuing this whole thing up is when somebody is confident and they're presenting, as you call them, facts to you, which I would, dis, I would, I would disagree with the fact that they're facts. Um, <laughs> so, they're facts so, for someone. <laughs> sure. They're facts for those individuals, I guess. Go ahead. Uh, well, yeah. So when somebody presents something, they either do not understand the actual science or the process, either they do not understand it, and, and, and there's real scientists who can say, hey, that's not how that works. Or they do understand it very clearly and they are intentionally misleading, which I will accuse the filmmakers of Game Changers because I've, I've listened to a lot and I've seen a lot and almost every single scene is presented. And this is the term we're throwing out is pseudoscience. Yes. And, and so, again, when a couple things, the big thing that you're talking about for is like, yeah, look, look at this. There's this guy who ran, you know, he ran whatever he did for over 42 days. He ran like a two marathons every single day and he did it on a plant-based diet. How is this possible? And, and what doesn't get talked about there is a, um, at the time, no one else had really done that because no one thought to do this stupid freaking thing. But then after he did it, um, other people did it who were meat eaters. This guy who did it, who was a plant-based guy did not recover very well. And he was like broken and probably like I, whatever broke down. Yeah. broke down very significantly because he didn't have the ability to rebuild because of the amino acids. If we really want to go into the science, but coming back to this, this whole thing is they show again, these examples of this one guy who was plant-based and, and was able to succeed in this one very unique story. And it's great. And it's interesting. And it's, and again, watching it, I'm, I'm, I'm enthralled. I'm like, this is super interesting, yes. but there's also the part of me that knows too much information, Dunning-Kruger effect, if you will, of, hey, when they're highlighting the, 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 strong, the strong man, they're, not, they're somehow ignoring the fact that there's also, you know, millions or 99.99999% of the other strong men are very significant carnivores. And the fact that this one guy was able to do it does not mean it's optimal. You brought up the South Asian culture or, or, or uh, yeah, just population, right? And diet. And at the end of the day, uh, and this is one of the other examples from the movie, the gladiators, right? And, I, and I've heard a few people bring this up as a rebuttal to Game Changers. They said gladiators were plant-based based on some bone dating and, and analysis and blah, blah, blah. Again, since that film has come out, even though when you watch it, you're like, wow, this is pretty interesting. And gladiators did have like a good physique and like maybe there's something to this. Again, it's so correlational and it's pulling from these crazy strings to even try to make the claim that, Plant-based was their preferred thing. No, plant-based was cheaper if they even ate that. Two, uh, to your point about South Asian culture, meat is expensive to produce. So as a, as a huge culture, uh, I don't think that there, whether it's religious, whether it's, it's going all the way back to saying like, uh, why are we not eating meat? Is it, is it because we think meat is less optimal or is it that it's not as convenient? No, but why just, are Jewish? Go ahead. I'll just correct you over there. I'll just correct you over there for, for when it comes to South Asian, predominantly it's, it's not about, they can't afford meat. It's more about religious aspect of it. Sure. Um, so there, there is certain religion, uh, which, which dominates in India, uh, the Hindu religion, Hindus for, for the most part, don't eat meat. <clears throat> I'm not saying all Hindus don't right. eat meat. So, so real quick on that. So yeah. like, uh, like let's, let's look at the Jewish faith. Cause I'm, I have a little bit more, sure. I'd say familiarity with that. They chose to say, swine or pigs or pork yes. 
are specifically off limits. Right. And this has to do when you look at the actual history of it with the fact that they carried more diseases. So there was actually a rationale and a reason for why that was not at the time uh, uh, encouraged. Right. So so does that mean it's less optimal for me as a person living in the year 2022? What is that the year we're in? 21, 20? I don't even know 22, what year we're in. 22, buddy. 2022. Um, so, so is that, is that say that I should never eat pork because it's an, it's, it, it used to be a dirty thing and this is carried over from thousands of years ago. Um, and, and again, I would, I would challenge you almost to, to look back and I don't know if you're familiar with the Hindu history of it, but did they come out and say, because again, it is very expensive to produce meat. And but, so, but, can, yeah, let, let me slim, first of all, let's get back to game changers a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because I feel like we're going into religion. We're really, really going around. And by the way, <laughs> by the way, uh, Bo, just so you're talking to a Cuban, and pork is part of very big part of the Cuban diet. Um, that's that. But let's. The, I think the and point it's you delicious. Were, it is <laughs> a Cuban sandwich. Nothing like a Cuban sandwich, brother. Um, but that being said, what we're basically pointing out, and I think we're all on the same page of this, there wasn't an abundance of people that were going vegan. There wasn't. There was one example for each individual sport is where right. we're talking about it. And they were, and they neglected the other side of the, of the, of the argument because they don't want to bring that part of the argument to the movie. Right. So, so for, as you were, as you were saying before, so I, I, I just also, I think, cause I know religion is, is a bit of a too sensitive topic. So I don't want to get into that because every religion has their own philosophy and thinking about what is allowed and what's not allowed. But if we keep that aside for a second and we just focus more on the culture aspect of it, you have to also understand every country's requirement, the diets are different based on their weather and yes. how crops mm -hmm. are grown, you know, so what's available to them. Right. Um, and, and, and I think for the most part, uh, you know, so I think if you're if you're in, 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 in a colder environment, I think meat and high fat content diet is one of the standard staple way of going about it. But and coming back to this whole meat eating. Thing As a, I'm just, I want to I throw in a, a very interesting one real quick, real quick is. Mm. There's uh, I, I can't I can't think of the name of the tribe right now, but there is a population of like Eskimos that survive on 80 percent of their diet is whale blubber. And it's, it's right. just pretty much pure yeah. fat. And because they're in that population, to your point, right. that is what they are eating. So, yeah, but there's a lot for, of interesting stuff there. Yeah. But just for Game Changer, for example, let's let, let in, in, here's the thing. Is it possible the guys that were featured in Game Changers actually benefited from plant-based diet only because their body allowed them to. And the ones who tried plant-based diet, mm -hmm. it did work for them because not because of the blanket statement, the plant-based diet doesn't work. It just didn't work for them. Or they didn't want to do it or it's too hard to be in a plant-based diet. I mean, there's a number of reasons that we can go down. So if so if yeah, let, just... let, let me jump in real quick with that. Go so uh, even one of the people they highlighted, Kendrick Farris, he was the Olympic weightlifter in that film. Yeah. When he switched to plant-based, as he was getting a little bit older, uh, he then, they, they, they kind of highlight, and if you look at his career, he got much more injured when he, after he switched to plant-based. And so they, again, are not highlighting that. He did have some like ability to, to progress and do better and get stronger, but that's going to happen with almost any person who continues to do their craft longer and longer. So he was an interesting story where he got kind of worse and worse at the end of the day. And he actually, his career ended right about the time they made that film. And after that film, he had to retire from the sport of Olympic weightlifting, even though he was featured in that as, again, a plant-based guy. I, I, I was a big fan of his. I followed his, 
his kind of career. And again, he was the, a guy that, again, I think when we really look at his career, he actually was significantly uh, shortened. His career was shortened because of the plant-based. And again, maybe that's my bias and I'm happy to admit that, but uh, we also look at, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk, they didn't talk about this in, in the film, but Cam Newton, anyone familiar with the NFL, he was a guy that, again, very popularly and very openly went, switched to a vegan diet to try to recover better. And he started getting injured more and more. And then he couldn't come back. And then I don't know when he did switch back or fourth or whatever. He only had one more year uh, last year where he was, again, kind of mildly successful, uh, however you want to look at it. But anyway, I just I did, I did want to come back to the fact that, again, this comes back to that concept of either they're being purposefully deceptive or they don't fully understand and they're not willing to talk about the full picture of science and and to the, one last thing sorry <laughs> again i do get obviously excited about this the conversation that i think we're missing and for as i feel like you're kind of getting to is we're in a, we're in an age now where we can actually have this awesome conversation of what is the optimal diet i don't feel like game changers was being honest about is this actually optimal or are we going to highlight these very few rare examples that were able to succeed with the thing the fact again the ox you brought up the ox the fact that the ox is able to take plants and turn that into muscle is phenomenal. But they have completely, like, they, there's a reason we don't have ox studies that then say, oh, like, the <laughs> ox did well on, I brought up, like, the Viagra thing, whatever whatever the thing is. But they, they did really well on protein shakes or whatever. Like, yeah, they were able to get stronger. They're the strongest animal. But they have different stomachs. They have different digestive tract. Like, the physiology is completely different. I, there's a reason they don't do that. So, anyway, yeah, go ahead. I, I, think, I think it's very, very difficult in today's day and age. Before I give this back to Faraz, people get into their into the into their echo chambers. Simple. If you are if you are a strong vegan, you're gonna preach from the high heavens to be a vegan because more people are telling you that you're wrong. If you're a strong carnivore, you're gonna do the exact same thing on the opposite ends of this. And there's people with different diets who will say to you, Atkins, oh, that's the best thing ever. I lost X number five. Keto, that's the move. What whatever it might be, no matter what. Thing you're on most people will champion that argument to get their point across in this case it's game changers game changers is basically saying go plant-based they're not going to go into the other side of the argument because the other side of the argument doesn't help them and so i so i will go along the point of saying that it is it does stray you into a different area it's it's not a hundred percent on you know right right there with you and right on point you know what i mean for us I, I totally understand. And but I've got a question for Bo and Corona. You could answer that as well. But before I do that, let me just highlight something really important. One is um, I, I think, in my opinion, I think every diet, if you're looking to reach that optimal goal and you still haven't, then obviously something's not working out for you. And then I think people should try different things, whether it's you know, uh, cutting down on something or introducing something into their diet. And if plant-based diet is one way to experiment. I don't, I don't see a harm in it. I think give it a shot. See what's the worst that could happen. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Go back to the way you were doing in the first place, right? Hold on. When I, and when I say what's the worst that could happen, I'm not saying <laughs> keep doing it for like five years, <laughs> right? Because well, because here's the thing: any any diet to kick in, you need three weeks for that to happen. And then, Bo, I've got a question for you to coming to that point. Um, is when you were giving, when you were saying, you know, when you, when you let me rephrase that. When you were giving examples of athletes who did not perform well after uh, being on a plant-based diet for certain uh, months or years, whatever, how do we know that that was the only factor? We don't. We don't. 
We don't by any means. So, so then, so, so, so put, to put that blanket statement that they, they did not perform because they were on a plant-based Again, I, I, said, I said that's my own bias. I tried to say that, like, again, Kendrick Ferris is, a, is an interesting example. But my point is they presented it as, like, he switched to plant-based and he got so much stronger and he got so much better. But they're ignoring the lack of kind of follow-up there. Uh, but so, they did so, it on everybody, though, Bo. They did it with right. everybody, every right. single person. Again, the, the, in endurance, the endurance athlete, same thing. Uh, the Conor McGregor guy, again, I, I forgot the other guy's name. Diaz, that's his last name D- is yeah, Diaz. Nate, Nate, Nate Diaz, exactly. They did not, again, highlight the fact that they did. Uh, they, they pointed out the fact that Conor McGregor's over here eating steaks, and, and, and uh, Nate Diaz beat him, and he was plant-based, again, not mentioning the fact that he eats fish and eggs. And then they had a rematch, and Conor McGregor beat, beat him on the, on the rematch. So, again, like not putting that information in there, to me, is, again, intentionally deceptive. So that's the only thing I'll say on, on all did that. Did he beat him because he was a vegan? See, but that's what I'm saying. It's 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 hard to it's it's not you like first of all, I don't think anyone can prove that. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? So, like a couple of years ago, I did this, I did this intolerance test where you know you get to see, you know, what food you're intolerant to, which causes you bloating, lethargic. You know, I'm gonna say real quick on that. Yeah. Is most of those types of tests are again from a scientific standpoint, yeah, not super valid, meaning that they, you know. They might be right. They might not be just like some of these genetic tests that are happening. And again, if you go to 10 different companies doing the same kind of testing, Agreed. you might get 10 different results. Agreed. So I just want to throw that in. There. I, no, I, I get it. Agreed. And, and it all depends. But it, it's, it's, it's your journey. It's an individual's journey into reaching that fitness goal. It worked for me. I'm not saying what, it'll ex- work. Explain for what worked for you, please. And I'll tell you, of course. So when I went on, when I did that intolerance test and I found out what food groups and types I was intolerant to and I cut it down, I saw my energy levels shoot up. I saw my body go lean. And when I say lean, I'm not talking about losing muscle mass. I saw I was super shredded at that point. Um, I was stronger, faster, and definitely I was hitting PRs as well. Right. But it wasn't sustainable. Because, for example, most of my breakfast food was gone, like eggs and cheese and milk. All of that was gone. So, you know, literally for breakfast, I would have like cold turkey, you know, slices of turkey or salmon. Delicious. That's yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and no, and no let me, bread. Let me, and let me jump in real quick on all that again. Yeah. And this is to your point about like, how do we know that Kendrick Ferris switching to vegan was what actually did or did not help him? Again, there's so many confounding variables. You, you continents somewhere in there, right? Like, there was a lot of confounding variables and other factors that might have influenced that. So it is very difficult. And again, what you're talking about here is, yes, you might have reduced inflammation. Um, and, and a lot of these tests, again, what they do is they, they, they highlight just very common things. It might not even be the antibodies that you did, depending on how much you spent all that. So again, at the end of the day, I, and this is what I was trying to say uh, to your point earlier is, yes, people, what's the harm? There, there isn't really any harm in trying different things. However, the closer and more scientific we can be about all of the variables, right? That's the thing that, that I think is missing. And I would, I've, I've wanted to develop that app that can allow us to track, hey, you, you have these results and now you're going to make this big change. But what can we actually track? Is it blood work? Is it, again, how you look, how you feel, how you perform? Can we track these things and over what period of time? And again, you're talking about uh, switching to, to cold turkey, literally cold turkey, uh, is... is <laughs> you might have increased your protein intake and that might've been the thing. And that's something that again, I would say is very well evidence-based of if you have more protein in your diet, 
Most people under eat protein. And sure. if you eat more protein, that might be the thing. And you're looking at it in a very different lens. And you're looking at it like, I had to remove these things and I had to focus on these things and it wasn't sustainable. But again, that's the conversation. And the big thing for me, the biggest takeaway for me with all these conversations, especially around nutrition, and as you can see, it's a very complicated thing, is yes, I agree that we should be experimenting on ourselves. But if we do not understand what we are tracking and measuring, then we are missing a huge component to this. So if you're just... Go switch to plant-based. Like you said, some people feel better. Some people have better energy. You were hitting PRs. And again, was it not sustainable for whatever reason? It's easy to look at that correlation, but that is not science. And the more scientific we can get, and that's the challenge. And having somebody like me as a coach, as a nutrition expert to guide you on that journey, that's the part where it's like, it's worth the investment of however much. And again, like here's my quick sales spiel to everybody. If you give me $3,000 over the next six months, I'm going to save you hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your life. I can almost guarantee you because I'm going to save you on, you know, wasting time on trying the fad diet and wasting time on finding these different things. And, and a lot of, uh, again, possible surgeries and injuries and time where you feel like shitty. So anyway, that's my quick sales spiel. And is that Dunning and Kruger? <laughs> Is that Dunning and Kruger, sir? It's it's called Dunning Kruger effect, not I, I just Kruger. That's a Dunning Kruger effect. Is that is that what you're doing? Uh, are you are you accusing me of being ignorant? I'm is that, joking. Is that what you're no, I'm joking. I, I know you're joking, but I want to just be clear. I'm not calling you as ignorant. I just Corona, if, I, if I may jump in real quick, I, if ahead. I may jump in. Okay, so here, here's let me ask you this, Bo. Let's say if I go on a plant based diet tomorrow, and my my markers, according to you, are amazing. As for your, as for your standards, they're amazing. Would you become a plant-based? Um, eat, would you become? Would you trans? Uh, <laughs> become a plant-based uh, individual? Based, based no. on the one example of you improving your markers from yeah. a plant-based diet? No, no exactly. that is not. That Good. Is not that's you, and you shouldn't. And you shouldn't because yeah. that's <laughs> the point I'm trying to make: is that everyone's body is different. Yes. My, how my body yeah. function is completely different to yours. So I, right. I, I agree with you. Yes, you shouldn't follow me. If it works for me, it doesn't mean it'll follow for you. So for, right. and, and plus our goals are different. Like I, I like to have a washboard apps, right? And you don't, you think that's useless for the most part because it doesn't benefit you. Correct? Am I right? Am I wrong? Sure. And for, for to, and <laughs> to get washboard abs, you, it's it, everything you got to, it all depends on your diet. It does 100%. for the most part, for the most part. Right. And, and so, and, and again, I'll just, I'll just throw out the real quick argument that to, in order yeah. to have what you're talking about, washboard abs, your body fat, actual body fat percentage has to be well below 10%, possibly Which is even 8%. not healthy for the most exactly. part. It is not healthy and yes. sustainable. Exactly. 100%. I agree with you. But at the same time, I think that's what the image the media has created is like, oh, if you want to look good, that's what looking good in definition means. Like that's mm -hmm. what you need to have. And I think everyone's chasing that for the most part, whether it's men or women and different aspects of it. And in, in that pursuit, I think people lose the true meaning of what does being healthy and fit mean? Because it certainly does not mean having washboard apps. I, that I agree with. Um, and, and, and that's why I agree with Bo is to get those tests done to see what your, your glucose, your blood sugar levels are to see what your, uh, you know, what's the, 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 the fat test uh, that we have for, uh, cholesterol, 
cholesterol and for the uh, triglycerides and everything, all yeah, those tests, sure. all those tests that, that those markers need to come back scientifically in a healthy range. Well, but there's still, but there's still a lot of disagreement in what even is healthy cholesterol. Cause there's studies that show that the people who live the longest actually have a cholesterol level closer to 260. Uh, but a, any general doctor, and again, I see your reaction there for like, Oh, that, that's a little scary or whatever. But yeah, a lot, a lot of doctors, uh, you know, there, there's again, some d differences in, in, in what the research says and how we even interpret it. And as a quick aside, the, one of the big follow-ups after game changers came out, the big, of course, platform is the Joe Rogan experience podcast situation and the filmmaker from, Game Changers, the main uh, guy, uh, yeah. I can't think of his name, the MMA guy, can't think of his name right now. Uh, but he went on with Chris Kresser, who's a big primal paleo kind of advocates for, yeah, let's eat a whole lot of plants and be plant-based, but also organ meats are one of the most nutritious, nu nutrient-dense foods in the world. So not including these things is probably going to be deleterious to your health if we don't figure out a way to supplement properly. But anyway, they had a full four-hour debate back and forth. Uh, I want to say that guy's name was James something, but um, he was but, very but, disingenuous. Yeah. So, so I, I listened to the whole thing. It was a little infuriating. And, and so Chris Kresser came with like hundreds of resources and references. And anytime somebody does that, that doesn't necessarily mean they're correct because you can cherry pick a lot of data, which is what I would think. I, I, I think, and I'm going to accuse again, uh, the filmmaker, James uh, Cameron. No, Cameron, uh, no, no. The, the MMA guy. Um, I can't think of his name. Maybe I'm off on James. But um, it's Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz was the he was not the filmmaker. He was just the guy they featured in that thing. Anyway, it's all right. Um, <laughs> but the guy who was on uh, again, he and, and they got into this. And the, one of the quick examples is the interpretation of this concept of. And this is where we come back to the research and how we interpret research. And again, these guys are on a huge format uh, and, and he made a film. And in the film, Chris Kresser was calling him out on the fact that there was a study that came out that showed uh, they were looking at dairy and its effects on cancer. And basically they showed that 60% in the middle had no effect. And then like 20, I'm, I'm oversimplifying the exact numbers, but 20% had an increase in cancer and 20% had a decrease in cancer. So the filmmaker took that to say, I, he added the 20 and the 60 and said 80% showed Dairy increased cancer. So again, dairy is bad. And, and it was like, well, let's, that's not how that works. You can't just include the 60% that had no effect. And, and like, that's what he was doing. And they got into it. And again, they yelled back and forth. And to anyone listening, like, again, uh, uh, this guy was, was very, uh, again, convincing and confident. And, and James and Wilkes is the guy. James Wilkes. Thank you for looking it up. Yes, James Wilkes. So James Wilkes was very, very, as he is an MMA fighter, um, and he teaches, you know, militaries how to fight and things like that. He was a very dominant presence. And Chris Kresser, if you've ever heard him, he's very quiet. And he's very passive. And he's very, very, and he's, he's just like, but the study says this. And I'm, he even said, like, I'm not even interested in really arguing right now. I'm just, I'm just here with the data. And he's like, I knew this wasn't going to go very well. Anyway, but, but the point was that uh, it did not go well. And, and again, there's many different interesting ways to uh, interpret research. Um, and again, when you start getting down to the nitty gritty and you get academics in the room who actually understand the research, that's where I come back to this big, big, big concept that people who are presenting kind of research and, and, and I'd love to bring this back to the news and headlines and this Dunning-Kruger effect that we're talking about, people who present anything with a ton of confidence either don't really understand the science 
or they understand it and they're being deceptive a lot of the times. Which which brings us wait what's, I'm gonna, Faraz, I'll give it to you in a second. But what's going to bring us to is because we're going to have to wrap this up. Faraz, go right ahead. All right, two two points that I, I want to make over there. One is um, it's safe to and and from what I've read, it's safe to say there are different types of meats out there now in, in this day and age which are not healthy. Um, you know, and we can go into organic meat and non-organic meat, or like how the how the meat was how the cow or whatever was animal was raised and then the meat was derived from there. And that's a big thing, which also lead could lead to other ailments as well, depending on the type of meats you're consuming. And maybe that might be a different topic for another day, but just want to there, highlight that. The, qual- the quality of food is definitely its own huge topic. Yes. That's okay. another podcast but, for us. But but I wanted to throw that out there. So, cause, cause I know we've been talking about meat eating and meat eating, and then we also have to bring that topic. At, and that's also another thing to consider that the quality of meat available these days is what diff- was, was very different to what it was back in the days. And that could be a trigger to m- most ailments as well, what we see these days. Also, another thing is, you know, when it comes to, for at least for people like us in news journalists who, who have to reach out to experts, another aspect that I didn't bring up last time is we also have to look at people who are good speakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, majority of the time, scientists are not good talkers. Majority right. of the time, I'm not saying <laughs> all of them. For sure, um, for sure. And 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 I think what people fail to realize is when when we're, when you're doing an interview for news, we are not as a journalist. We are not looking for a monologue. And I think people <laughs> people go on into this yeah. rant. Like I, I just asked one question and I I got like a six minute answer. I'm never gonna use that. Honestly, right. I'm never gonna use it. I, we are we are sort of uh, sort of designed or our our mind kind of works like looking for that 10 second answer. Right. Anything longer than that, we'll never use. And so and just, I just want to jump in real quick because it's interesting you, you talk about that because I had a recent guest on my other podcast, the Bono Stuff podcast, uh, yeah. Jimmy McKay, and he just took a job. He's a physical therapist, but he also was a radio show host uh, in, in his previous life. And so his job at Mount Sinai, where they do a ton of research, is to be a science communicator and to take all the six minute or 20 minute thing that the scientists would talk about and be like, okay, how am I going to take that and throw it into a new segment, into a 10-second kind of soundbite, being like, hey, we just discovered this thing that if you put it on your eyes, like it, it saves you 72 you know, years of your life, whatever the thing is. But he found a way to do that to make it accurate and not misleading, but also very digestible to the, to the general public. So just to add on to that point, so if we, if Bo or Corona, you do see, or, or uh, viewers watching the podcast right now, if you do see experts who you think are not credible enough, chances are, A, they're already there in the media because they're good speakers, or, or B, they're just super confident. And going back to the first slide that you and Bo, Corona and Bo pointed out, um, and, and C, they, they just they're able to communicate the information better than experts, as simple as that. And so, it, it, you know, if, if, if people watching this right now think they are expert in their own field, one thing I would recommend, if you want to get, uh, you know, far ahead in the game of at least in news and in media, is be a better speaker. Try to get that information, that the thing that you're trying to communicate in as shorter or duration as possible. Also do it in a dance with a TikTok. For the TikToks, sure, if that that works too, or and also, and make it understandable in layman's term, because I think that's well, another thing that people forget. Well, I, I think you know, I think 
when it's all said and done, you and I talked about this before, you guys only got 30 seconds to get a story out sometimes. And it's not a lot of time or 60 seconds to get your story out. You know, we got to be more skeptical. You know, the takeaways, I think, because we got to wind this down. Are we having a call or not, Bo? Is that happening or no? Uh, I asked for as Scott hasn't come back on. Oh, if he doesn't come back on, we'll just, we'll just wind it up. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. So, so basically the takeaways from this, um, we have to be more skeptical of people's claims. You know, including what we said, you guys should check up on us and follow up with us. Uh, Bo, your takeaways from today. Yeah, the biggest one is, is I think that we, we need a guide on the journey. And at the end of the day, Farasa alluded to it, is, is you have your own journey. And it's, it's worth experimenting with certain things. My big addition to that is the closer and more scientific you can make that, which, again, most of us are not experts in science. So we don't know what markers to look at. We trust our doctor to say, oh, did my cholesterol go down, which I think sometimes is the wrong way to look at it. Did X change? Did Y change? So the big thing for me is 100%. Play, if, you're, if you want to play around with plant-based, and a lot of people came to me, and the reason we, we brought up Game Changers was a couple of years old, is it was a really fascinating cultural phenomenon where so many people came to me and were like, hey, I saw this thing. Should I switch to plant-based? I know, Bo, you know a lot about nutrition. Should I switch? Is this thing legit? And that's when I say, oh, let me send you this 60-minute video of me breaking down all the things wrong with it. But at the same time, the, the really simple answer is, yeah, that was, again, I call it a vegan propaganda piece. Uh, I think that's what it was. Again, we can go into the, the, the financial incentives that were there. And uh, James Cameron's wife is the primary founder of a pea protein company and, you know, all these things. Uh, without getting conspiracy theory on it, my big takeaway, again, is everyone should experiment on themselves. And if you feel you have the knowledge to do that, again, check in with the Dunning-Kruger effect. But uh, if you're willing to invest the money, if you have the resources, again, seek out somebody who understands. And again, we did our episode of Demand Better from your nutritionist. So yes. is, a, is a registered dietitian the best person to help you with that? I would still say not always because they are best equipped to deal with medical uh, issues, diagnoses. They might be the best person to go to in that situation. But in terms of experimenting with a plant-based diet and understanding which blood markers should we be monitoring or experimenting with a carnivore diet, and again, which marker should we be monitoring? We should be avoiding, oh, Joe Rogan did that for 30 days and he was fine. So I'm going to do that. Um, you know, those are the things like we talked about, the cult of personality, the echo chambers, all these things. Expand the concept, expand the conversation. Uh, coming back to who are your gurus? Who are your people you listen to? Do you have people you can trust and ask questions? I know Faraz always sends me a question. He sent me a bunch yesterday. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's finding those experts that we can, we can kind of connect with. Um, that you trust and and things like that. So it looks like we're not going to have our caller. We're not going to hold it. Hold it. Let, let's see, Faraz. What would you give the, the listener before they leave? The the one takeaway, uh, or let, let's put it this way: a couple of takeaways from 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 my side is going to be, you know, obviously listen to your body, um, experiment um, on your own uh, things that can potentially work for you or, or can't and you won't, won't know that until you try it obviously don't go down a rabbit hole which would be hard for you to come out and i do agree with bo that you know listen to the science and listen to the markers to test if they're actually working for you or not that's one two credible sources i can't say that enough if you're following an influencer or a TikTok superstar on on uh, on their fitness journey and thinking if it works for them it's going to work for you no chances are probably not and there's just so many different factors to them, you know, their age, their race, their gender, and so on. Socioeconomic and so access. All that. Abs absolutely. Everything. And then also, 
um, you know, things that they're doing in their fitness journey. So, for example, if you're doing if they're doing CrossFit and you're just into, you know, um, jujitsu, you know, two different uh, different types of workouts altogether, similar intensities, but different workouts. So that's why it's important to sort of follow uh, or seek out advice from experts who are in the same field and get that knowledge. And another, another really big variable real quick is, is yeah. training age. And so I'll, yeah. I just did a thing about knees over toes guy and he shows how he got over seven knee surgeries and now he can dunk a basketball, but he had been playing basketball his whole life. So again, somebody who's 30 years old and has knee pain with a, a torn meniscus and they're looking for a solution. Again, some of the stuff he talks about is great and I love it, but he's showing pictures of him dunking and making the expectation when you watch his social media that, hey, you can dunk a basketball too, um, just like me. And, and it's not realistic because you don't have 20 something years of training your basketball muscles. Um, so, and, so uh, yeah. And you, Bo, are not six feet. So you, you'll never <laughs> be able I, to. Sorry, tall guy, Corona. <laughs> I, I believe I'm taller than you by at least an inch. So and with that, with that, with that, go ahead, Faraz, finish so, it up. So, and then the last thing I also wanted to say, and, and, and if for some reason you're not seeing the results that you're hoping to achieve, then do seek that medical attention. Because there, there could be a possibility that something is going on in your body that cannot be addressed by diet or fitness alone and you need medical intervention and for and this is i'm going just it might be for a little bit more specific specific category like for example i did a story on a 63 year old lady who went through a weight loss surgery and you know she she did not by all means am i saying that that's what everyone should be doing but she had to do it because it was absolutely necessary for her so the point i'm trying to bring um and and now she's done i think about 13 marathons so like that's how where she went from. She was like about 312 pounds and now is 125 pounds. Uh, but she still stresses on a healthy diet, watching her calorie intake and whatnot. And I think that's the key where most of the surgeons highlighted uh, the ones who operated on her is like we just provided her a tool and she used that tool the right way, which is constantly monitoring her diet even after going through surgery. And, and, and to this date, she's, she's fixated on her diet, monitors her calories in and out and whatnot, and, and getting the right amount of protein and vegetables and whatnot. So bottom line, what I'm trying to say is experiment as much as you can, follow the right people, follow, um, seek the right advice. And if it's not working, then obviously reach out to get that medical attention that you, that you deserve. Well, real quick, real quick on, on the two things on that. Uh, the mm -hmm. disclaimer that we always hear is, before you start a new exercise or diet regimen, see your doctor. See, see your doctor. So you're, you're saying check it after when you've already maybe done some damage. I'm trying to say that's where I said invest with someone like me up front. And I think that that's going to save you a lot of time, energy, stress uh, in the long run. So that's uh, ideal. But how many people actually do go down that road? Well, well sure. we're going to have to do another podcast, guys. Sure. To tell you about and, then, this. and then the Thanks. last piece I'll say about that surgery you're talking about, Faraz, is... Yeah. is Unfortunately, the statistics show that a majority of those surgeries do fail. And it's great that you can highlight, again, like Game Changers, one of these success stories, but a significant majority of them fail because most people do not and are not ready to do the work that you're talking about, that she's maintained this lifestyle. Correct. You know, and, and again, it is just a tool and they're not doing the thing. So yes. anyway, uh, let's wrap it up. Corona. <laughs> I've been trying. <laughs>
but we guys got so much good information. Uh, first of all, for us, thanks for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um, and guys, seriously, when you're out there, be skeptical of people's claims. Do your research and demand better for everything out there. Make sure if you don't know what it is, come to the Demand Better podcast. Look up what you're looking for, and we'll be your consumer's guide or report to do what's best for you. Have a great day and demand better, guys. Later. Bye-bye.